and a mouse keep running, running, and 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 welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 394, and I'll be joined by my man Jason in just a second after I remind everybody to go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you on back. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Check out our Instagram, Weird Science Comic, and... Then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. All these will be in the show notes with clickable links. So you can go to that as well. But you go to all those things, including the Patreon, to get more and more content. And on the Patreon, one of the things that we end up doing amongst a plethora of podcasts, we end up doing about 60 to 70 episodes of different shows each and every month. Uh, Just this week, we ended up having a tick cartoon podcast talking about that really good cartoon also we just finished our secret wars podcast the original secret wars me and my man matt razor does the star wars stuff with me on this regular feed as well and we're going to be continuing on with the other side of that podcast with the crisis on infinite earth if you're interested in dc things as well but some other things we do one of the big things is our weekly spotlight podcast it is a patreon exclusive podcast where the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, those are the upper, upper levels of Patreon, they have a poll where they get to pick two books, and those two books, the winners, end up being featured on a Patreon-only show, the Spotlight Show, as we call it. They usually do go for number ones. Not quite this week, because there was a number zero. The big issue, Captain America, number zero, they picked that, so that is on that exclusive deal. And also Doctor Strange, Nexus, and Nightmares, number one. That is the Ralph Macchio, not the Crowdy Kid, but I wish it was. You end up having those two featured right now. They're on the Patreon as we speak. So if you sign up, that would be one of the first things that you would be able to see and or listen to. You could listen to anything you want, whatever level you're on. And yeah, a ton, ton, ton of shows. But I'm not going to delay this any bit longer. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Jim, joined by Jason in a second. And yeah, thanks everybody. And if you could rate and review the podcast, that would be pretty darn cool as well. But here we go. We have three books this week. Off to me and Jason. All right, we're going to kick this off with my man Jason. What up, Jason? Hello, Jim. I am watching. I've been watching so much anime this week. I've just been glued to my couch watching the new season. All the crazy cartoons. Yes, so you're all excited about talking about the Avengers and things like that. That's what you're telling me then. Yes, we're oh, going oh, here. The anime's good this oh, season. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> we have three books. Uh, this podcast, uh, kind of one that me and you often fight about. And I, I was thinking Uh-oh. about the last Us? time that we fight? talked about the whole. It was on the Patreon-only show where I might have said I was going to get physical uh, with things. Not, uh, not physical like a... You know, back in the day deal with the leg warmers and the stuff like that. But we're going to end up going into these. We have Avengers, Shang-Chi, and Hulk that we'll be talking about here. We're going to start with the Avengers in a a book that kind of confuses me, this book at all times. But it is 
The Avengers number 55, written by Jason Aaron with Javier Garon on art and colors by David Coriel, letters by Vesis Corbati. Here we go. The Demon Mephisto warped all of the reality so that the Avengers never existed in the Squadron Supreme America were the world's preeminent heroes. The Avengers still managed to band together and defeat the Yusufers, where restoring reality along the way, but the surviving squadron members remain on the loose, pursuing their own secret agendas. All right. As a result of the multiversal masters of evil's recent attack, the Avengers have been lost and gained several new members and had their headquarters badly damaged. So you end up having... Yeah, I think it was kind of blown the hell up, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it seemed. But in this, though, remember at the last bit, it was kind of coming to and maybe getting sunny. But even with this, though, we're going to continue. This book is hardly about the Avengers. You do get them, but you're focusing on something else. You're focusing on Nighthawk, which is fine. I think that you spend too much time on Nighthawk here because then all of a sudden you get kind of what is a goofy threat but isn't. And then you just end up, hey, by the way, you want to join the Avengers? All right. You never get much Avengers. And where I think Jason Aaron loses out in a lot of his Avengers run, this whole entire run, is you don't really get a lot of personal interplay between the characters. You don't get an idea of we did at one point like, Oh my god, Thor and She-Hulk, they fancy each other. That never went anywhere. Then you get, oh, this, uh, but you just kind of have characters thrown at you. We get and a little bit of that around the table at the end, but yeah, not a whole lot. But what do lot. you get around the table? Get, oh, uh, my horses don't hate him. I mean, it's nothing. You end up, when you get to the Avengers, you are going to now accept a guy on your team that was your ultimate villain a, a month ago. And it's just like, oh, well, yeah, I guess we don't have any other choice. So what do you think? Oh, well, this doesn't get mad. Well, they, they, sh- they, sh- they have a common enemy now. Yeah, still. It, it, but the they idea of Mephisto. them, this would be like See, he a... Was, he was a victim of Mephisto, too. He was being, tr- he was being manipulated. He was being tricked. So He was more he was the villain. thing. He wasn't yes. a victim of Mephisto. He's a victim of Coulson, who ended up getting a wish from Mephisto. He had that, There's no tie. Yeah, he wants revenge on Mephisto. He should more want to go find Coulson and make sure that that guy you know, gets disemboweled in 80 dimensions because it was all Coulson's Yikes. wish, not the idea. And so even then you have to kind of force this in and Nighthawk into this where, yeah, you're bad, but you're not as bad as the other Squadron Supreme members. All right, that's cool. I just think that all this is is Jason Aaron wants a Batman on his Avengers and he's going to force it any way he can because it just ends up, all right, the idea that Namor's on the team without ever really yeah, having anything that's to weird. do That's in my notes. That's strange. He gets a vote. Namor is there getting a vote because he was just shoved on the team with a panel. This is just two pages of, hey, should we let him on the team? This was kind of the concept of the Jason Aaron Avengers way back at the beginning was every arc we were going to get another kind of temporary member of the team, right? We're going to get... Namor, you're going to get this guy, you're going to get... And the thing uh, is, not to pardon my French, that's been bull the whole time. It it really has. People don't like this run overall because of that. We never get the the Avengers. And the joke in this with a lot of people, look at that first deal where you have the recap page, the credits page. Like, why not even update that? I mean, holy moly. You It makes sense that they're pulling the portions of what happened in past continuity that matters for this issue. This is some very old continuity. There's the team of the Avengers, right? Right now, 
there are three of these characters that aren't barely even on the team anymore because T'Challa kind of leaves now. So you don't have Robbie Reyes. He's in the multiverse. She all left. And so you end up where this book has never been about the Avengers. It never has. I don't mind this issue because I think the dialogue and the stuff with T'Challa and Nighthawk is fine. Uh, yeah, I get a little I, confused of where Nighthawk left off and how this ends up morphing into this, but from I, Heroes Reborn. I like Reborn. that this ties very closely into the Black Panther book we've been reading. Yeah, I don't even think it ties that into it. No, it, I think it, it does. Because he this just is right says, you have an editor's note. I have problems. That, 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 that's, a, that's not a great tie-in to me. The idea where I think that that's the problem. It, Jason well, I mean, Aaron's we, like, we, shit, we I can't use about them. That. When we read Black Panther number one, we said, hey, in this book, Black Panther is taking leave of absence from the Avengers. We don't see that playing out. And, you know, it doesn't go the same month, but this is what's happening then. Again, I think that this is just the force of Jason Aaron's like, oh, crap. I, I have to get rid of T'Challa in this. He, I mean, he's the leader of the team, and he just says, I'll take a leave of absence. And then I guess you have to fill the slot, so you end up, oh, Nighthawk in. That, that doesn't play out well. You can use Nighthawk. On your team, it doesn't mean he has to be an Avenger. I mean, you are adding a really awful, awful person to the Avengers here. I mean, it makes Namor look like a, you know, a cool dude that's just chill. Namor is a cool dude that's just chill, if you ask me. This guy was the main, pretty much, villain of a book and and an event. And now you're just like, eh, shake hands, and you're on the team. Because you end up where you don't have any room to do any Avengers stuff. You end up having... The most goofy thing, this actually makes almost like the joke of, you know, uh, Zola in that Captain America book this week kind of looked like a, a real threat. You have the Snake Society the snake, where they're just like, oh, they're the gathering society, up the Jim. Serpent Society serpent where they're society. like, oh, my God, we're going to bring Mephisto. That's cool that you're going to bring Mephisto yeah, in and thought, stuff like that. But I thought this was a neat use of the Serpent Society because I guess originally they were pretty scary villains. In the past years, they've been kind of a joke. And here they start off like you're thinking, oh, they're kind of a joke, but then they get really creepy and dark. Yeah, super really. I fast. thought they were a joke the whole time. And and you have the Serpent Society. I mean, just the idea that you're going to go and attack them with Captain Marvel and Thor, they're, they're not going to win. There's no way. It just And even then, the big play of Thor and Captain Marvel are just, oh, let's go cause a massacre. I just, I didn't like this stuff here where the Avengers just are nothing. In this book, they've been nothing. They continue to be nothing. It's all Jason Aaron want to get other characters involved and never mm-hmm. want to focus on the Avengers. That, where that's this true. issue, you just had the whole the mountain just got destroyed. Like you said, you could have at least one issue of them kind of saying things. Of, you know, oh man, this is down, but we still have each other. You're, Instead, you're, right you're just adding another guy. A swerve, just add another guy. But just as this one issue, I kind of enjoyed it. You know, so if if you're gonna be ignoring the Avengers to do something else, at least I enjoy the something else. Yeah, yeah. I just the idea of like I said, Nighthawk and Mephisto coming in like you needed the Serpent Society to bring Mephisto in. This guy has been tap dancing all over the MCU for the past two years in comic books. This is just a, a, a it just seemed worse. Yeah, it, it was a reason to have uh, Mephisto uh, to have a. Uh, Nighthawk meet up with the Avengers. So he he beat them to the punch here. He knew that the Serpent Society was up to something first, and so he got there and he took out the threat before the Avengers. The could funny even thing get is, there. I thought they were going to show up and think that you know maybe the idea that Nighthawk killed everybody in that room. I thought that was the play at it first. It wasn't like, clear at first who had been killing whom. They're like, okay, they killed all these people, but even then, 
the Serpent Society had ended up, you know, renting a room in a building. They didn't even try to hide what they were. It's Serpent Solutions. They're yes. going, I don't know what that is. But then they just decide we're, we basically. I don't know what, what services they would offer on their website. They're consultants. It's like like McKinsey and company. Yeah. yeah. They end up like, oh, we have sacrifices. We'll just get them. They sacrifice people. But again, you didn't really need anything to get Mephisto here. He's been all over the place. But you end up having get him the come portal through. opens, a very Doctor Strange movie kind of portal. Yeah. And then we see there's a trillion. Yeah. You get Dog Fisto. He turns back into regular Mephisto. And then we get this very cool double page spread of the whole Council of Red. And we've seen some of them. So we see the uh, the Howard Stark robot guy in there. We I see like the Charlie Brown one. Char- yeah, it's Charlie right, Brown we got one. Charlie Brown. Clown. We've got the Mr. Mixelplick type Mephisto. Mr. Mephistoplick. It Mephisto. You got, got to Howard the Duck Mephisto. Mecca. You got all the things going on there. And it is cool. You look at that and it's cool. And again, when you start out with, you know, T'Challa talking with Nighthawk. I did like that. The idea that Nighthawk doesn't know what to do. He ends up realizing that he's not really real. That whole change reality where he was rich and all this, that's not really real either. So he's trying to figure out what he is. And T'Challa coming in and saying, listen, you know, you should still be part of all this. That ambassador to Wakanda, I think that that's pretty cool. And they have been enemies. I mean, they were really, really going against each other, even in the Phoenix battle thing, too that whole tournament so you end up having t'challa realize that nighthawk might not be the the worst of the worst that maybe he can work but this is when he's quitting the avengers and then just kind of sets him up so we're good with the idea that he joins the avengers but it doesn't really connect in the thing like that it's not like t'challa leaves and says hey you should use nighthawk instead of me and they go with it they end up just kind of running into him with that certain society and they are you know desperate they don't have a lot of people once they end up seeing all of those mephistos to me when captain marvel says i think we need more avengers i'm like no no no. i think you should just quit now and then leave i mean that looks like you're never going to be able to defeat that many but yeah you, you end up fighting the serpent society mephisto just pops in and says you know look at us we're you know great sign our suckers and then you have this vote where again jason aaron in my mind with the pacing kind of know who they're talking about i mean you're sitting there kind of maybe playing the idea of it being a surprise but you kind of set this up that it's nighthawk so you end up not seeing them and they're kind of talking coy about it but yeah like even the idea i'm telling you blade should not have a vote still he should not he's not really an avenger the idea that you know the namor one is what threw me because phoenix has just been a member for two days now it just i mean namor was never a never a member i mean we had that whole you know captain america saying look buddy i don't trust you i want to keep you where i can see you but that doesn't mean you get a a vote on the council it's like the desperate deal Starbrand was crapping her diaper two weeks ago before she ended up aging and the they go with the play of everybody gets a vote, but still, no, this vote should be between like Thor, Captain America. I do and wish Iron there was some reference in here to the idea that at the very last bit of the, the previous issue, we saw that Deathlock kind of inhabited this yeah, Avengers yeah, yeah. mountain. And there you are. We're there, yeah. And we're there, and we and see the place something. kind of messed up, but we don't see, yeah, we don't see anything about that. There should be some. Was was that exercise? Is that going to come back? I don't like all of this that I'm yelling about and getting upset about. I don't mind. Like at the end, I accept Nighthawk on the team. And when you have it, I mean, really, we're going to have an Avengers assemble. 
just to have this go on and it kind of made me roll my eyes, especially when we look at the team. And with that, the the problem I have, Jason Aaron from the very beginning is not focused mainly on the Avengers team. He's always adding things like you said. I mean, we even had Agents of Wakanda. We ended up having, I mean, we could go through all the things that he threw in here where at the end, you don't even get like, okay, here is the team, but I never really got a sense of it ever being a team. It's always a ragtag deal, but the progression never was that. If we ended up getting at this where, oh my God, the chips are down, that's why they're adding Nighthawk and even Namor. They need numbers. But it never really plays out as well in the issue like that. Like at this point, we realize, oh man, this is why they've always been adding odd people and this and that and the other thing. It just ends up that he seems just distracted to do anything else but write an Avengers deal. And this being a book that really is kind of tied into the Avengers Forever, which seems like the bigger book anyway. It's a shame. But even when I did not like when Tony, I, the dialogue was fine. But when he says Iron Man votes yes, I'm like, that doesn't <laughs> seem right. Just say yes. Hell uh, yes. It's funny. You know what he's doing. When this all goes into their face and blows up in their face, they'll say, Tony Stark didn't say yes. Iron Man <laughs> did. It's his fault. Get him. And he has one of his, you know, <laughs> he goes flying up. Get him, boys. Uh, but, you know, and you have Jane, like Valkyrie. And, like, again, this isn't the idea of, listen, I know this is a bad idea, but we need numbers. We saw this, and this guy's pretty bad, but he could do this. But, you know, her. My horse didn't hate him, and Mr. Horse hates pretty yeah, much. Yeah, that don't was a lame that to be. The idea of adding what was a villain a week ago into your team because a horse likes them. Please don't do that. Then when you I get done, you have that name. panel, which looks goes. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, oh, it's like a dog. Like, who's your favorite uh, baseball player? Roof. Oh, Babe Ruth. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but yeah, it's OK. You go forward with this. It ends up adding to the Mephisto being the big bad. And we're going to go after him. But then you go. To the next issue and again this Shouldn't it doesn't affect my Score for this issue which I think people will Be surprised I don't hate this issue I Just hate the way that Jason Aaron avoids doing anything With the regular Avengers just to add Somebody else and then they're just Fine with it you don't get enough time to really mm-hmm. Play that out like Namor but in but the Next yeah, deal it says the next issue Jane Foster takes the spotlight I'm like, it's Not just what? that it's and, yeah. two Jane Fosters once again Jason Aaron Aaron can't help but have more multiversal mashups. And we have to have Jane Foster Thor from I don't know what reality she's coming from or time travel and Valkyrie. Yeah, Jane and the Valkyrie. Foster. She is. So that's like to me where now you're trying to, oh, we just saw the Thor trailer and now we're going to get more Jane Foster Thor, even though it's not, but it is. And then what's going on? Why? And just the idea. Jane Foster takes the spotlight. You might as well for each ending say, hey, by the way, the Avengers really won't be the spotlight of this because I'm too busy doing all my other things that might eventually pay off. This was a thing that way, way back Brandon got in a fight online with Jason Aaron. Brandon did. Yeah, yeah, Brandon did. Yeah, Brandon ended up, it was probably after a Bill's loss and he was really pissed off, but Tom Brevoort and Jason Aaron ended up because this was two years ago where Jason Aaron said, oh, man, I have so many ideas for this Avengers book. I can't contain them. And Brandon said, how about this idea? Do the Avengers. And then Tom Brevoort said, oh, 
well, people are, you know, people love this and the, you know, all these things about different runs and things that were classic. Oh, they, people complained about it. Then this is now two years later. It's still doing the same thing. Tom Brevard said, oh, people have to be, you know, more relaxed. Yeah, you have to accept I mean, it. you, you got to say that Jason Aaron set the tone for what he was going to do with the Avengers. And that's what he's doing with the yeah, Avengers. He just, and it's Jason Aaron presents. I always say it. And it is. It's not. The, and again, at the end, I don't, I'm not seeing people talking about this right now of any time where somebody says, oh my God, this is clicking now and it makes everything else better. I mean, we're at issue 55 and we're still playing the same games of what are the Avengers as a team actually have done. You're always just going to make an offshoot book. Oh, we have a, a mini series, Agents of Wakanda, I keep bringing up, but we had that. We have all these things. We have Heroes Reborn. Right now, he has Avengers Forever. Everything has to be for something else, even when you have the Conchu deal, and then you get a... And just, it's, it, it gets infuriating, and I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I don't think the idea of just snapping your finger and saying, yeah, I'm pretty good with Nighthawk on the team. I needed a little more than just finding him in the middle of a battle with the Serpent Society and saying, oh, man, you want to join? It just felt weird. It felt yeah, weird, but it is a little quick. I I think he's an interesting character, so I'm okay with him being on the team. But the way they got him on the team was a little shifty. If you didn't have the heroes reborn, you didn't have the things in this where they just happened to go and find Nighthawk, and he's just going around. And they're like, "Hey, you want to join?" You had like you know an issue or so where he doesn't want any parts of it, or they think he's. But I don't know. But you just kind of like, okay, we need him. Go. And there you go. So with all of that, what would you give this? Yeah, I really enjoyed the Servant Society part. I thought that they were kind of creepy and kind of goofy, but kind of creepy in a way that I thought worked. I think the art is mostly quite good. There's some some faces that are a little, I don't know, look, they have a, a too, much, too much plastic surgery facelift kind of a look to them. We're a little plastic. But for the most part, I liked, especially that uh, double page spread of all the Mephistos. So yeah, I'm going to give this a 7.5 out Yeah, I'm a 7. I'm still a seven. Not it's it's not bad. I mean, it ended up where again, I, I just thought it was rushed. Things rushing to get to a thing. And then again, he is having to react to usually these we've talked about it, the idea of these writers not getting together and, you know, deciding, okay, let's hammer down a real who's the mother of Thor or let's go with this. And in this at least you do see him finally react of, oh, I can't have... A, you have in that Black Panther book. Somebody got a hold of him and said, you know, in the Black Panther book, he said that he's actually looking and would actually kill the Avengers if they got this, like, ooh, we got to step him away from the team now. But I think it would be very easy to just ignore that in this book. I well, think he could have said... Has. that. Yeah, I think it could continue to. I think you could oh, just yeah. never reference it, say that it happened... In between arcs somewhere, well, in between I'm saying that somebody got a hold of them where editorial where we're going to really see that book have the crap hit the fan for Black Panther, where it finally does not make sense because I, I don't think editorials, I don't think there's any editorial looking yeah, at I think both it's the of same those editor. things. I think saying, it's the same okay. editor for both. So I think that they end up where they finally had to say to him, you can't have them on this. Also, because maybe. I don't think I don't think editorials making those decisions. I don't I don't think they're, they're they care that much about that. That's what their decisions are for, and it's weird. Why well, would I, I think they should be? But I Jason don't think they Aaron, are. this is five months almost after that should have been done, and finally he's getting around. I mean, he's obviously written issue after issue after issue with Black, and then finally just decides, oh, I got to get him off the team. 
it seems like this wouldn't have been if it, if he naturally was going to do it. I think he would have found out, you know, half a year ago, and maybe would work it out. I I think that he was forced to do this. I don't think that it's something that he would want to do because he has he has you know T'Challa is the leader of the Avengers, even though yeah, you never but, really saw what he, that meant. He loves he loves switching out characters. So I think I think he's fine just saying okay. This gives me an excuse. I, to I throw disagree. Him he just likes to add them. I mean, he the idea that She-Hulk isn't in this book isn't because he likes to switch shit out. It's because she has her own book. Uh, Robbie Reyes is not in this book because he has him and his other thing going on. Name it's just adding. You have a million people. Usually, it's just Tony Stark's in BC. He can't get involved or stuff like that. That he, you know, the machinations. I just, I think that. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think that that was added on. That beginning is even over long. It doesn't even feel like it fits in the issue. Over, I just will have to say, we'll never see, know. I, I thought that was the most interesting part of the conversation. It was the most the interesting part, but that's again, it was that's more of a Black Panther thing, not I a think Avengers. Before we, thing. before we sign, we should mention the George Perez tribute page in here. So this is it's what it shows is George Perez art, and it shows all the Avengers kind of raising a glass or sometimes raising a bottle of spring water for our alcoholic Avengers. And what this is, this is out of the Brian Michael Bendis. He had done the Avengers Disassembled. It was like his beginning of his Avengers run. He was going to disassemble them. And then it was New Avengers. And right in between there, there was an issue called, I think, uh, Avengers Finale. And this was a scene drawn by George Perez of all the then Avengers toasting their fallen comrades. So to fallen Avengers. So they repurposed the art. They took out the word bubbles. And I think it's really nice, a really cool page saying, hey, hey, George Perez, you're a good guy. The weird thing is, I, I, I seem weird to me because it, it ends up where you see what it is, is they're toasting a foot. He's not fallen yet. I mean, he is going to. Unfortunately, he's not going to you know, be able to be cured with that. I think that maybe it's nice that they do this so he could actually see it. Yeah. Well, like, nice. But it made me sad, like almost like they're like, yeah. okay, you're done. And Sayonara, and it felt weird. Like, you would think they'll have another tribute when, unfortunately, he does pass. But it just seemed like, I like, like you said, I like that he gets to see it, though, or at least you know, is told about it. But it's, it just felt too soon for some reason for me. But, you know, there I am because I'm a jerk. Uh, but yeah, this, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just the idea that I just don't like this Jason Aaron Avengers. And I, I, from the beginning, just wanted an Avengers book, and he always seems to be looking. He's like he's at the dance, always looking for somebody else to dance with. There are things I, I wish was different about the book, but I think I've kind of accepted more. This is what the book is, and sometimes what it does, I'm going to like more. Sometimes I'm going to like it less. And for what it is, I like this issue. I just went up when I'm reading it too. I've really lost track of the like the Avengers Forever. That's the big thing, but then that just pops in, and then you have the regular Avengers book that sometimes is catching up or doing a little side deal, but I'm not getting a real good play in my head of the overall story of Avengers Forever uh, going forward. Like, not much has happened yet, but a lot of time has passed with it happening, so I, I just need that to kind of kick into gear, too, to make it like, oh, my God, because, you know, we have the multiversal evil but then we have mephisto which has always been the big thing in this book and things are starting to kind of combine and get wonky so i hope that that becomes a little clearer but we'll move on to the next one shang chi number 11 uh this book me and you end up we like shang chi we like the book but it it this is another one now this is editorial you, Absolutely, you would yes. agree with so me this, where and this book has kind of 
the first arc was, I think we really liked the first arc the most, yeah. right? Yeah, and I Where liked the was, other two series it was, and it stuff. It was uh, Shang-Chi trying to figure out how he's going to perform this Five Weapon Society. And for the first arc, we have a, like an Avengers guest star every time, and that was neat. And now we're going forward with this more complicated story about his family and his grandfather who's works for Talo and wants to wipe out his former son-in-law's bloodline. And clearly somebody in editorial said, hey, this isn't really working very well. We want you to be completely aligned with the movies. In the movies, Shang-Chi's got these ten rings. There's something about the Mandarin. Don't worry about the Mandarin because that's kind of racist and sketchy. But we have to find a way to, like in two issues, get Shang-Chi these rings so the yeah, movie people will happen. come and like it. And the yeah. weird thing about it is, is because I think that what they think, because it's this book is fully Shang-Chi and the Five Weapons Society. That's what we've had since the very beginning, even the mm-hmm. last series. So you have Five Weapons Society, five, weapons, but you really want to get people into the Ten Rings. So you have to tie that in and things just happen. Things just happen to happen. And Gene Luan Yang is way better than this, but he's doing his best, right? He's. We've completely dropped what I thought was the most interesting character of the past few issues, which was that uh, cousin Street Tough back in the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what's up with him. He's I don't gone. think we're ever going to get him again. I think he's done. Uh, because when we get to the five, what? because this book, just to let everybody know, this, you know, it, it, it ends next issue, but doesn't. It's just going to restart again with the new number one, that's Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. It, mm-hmm. it just ends up where we keep ending stuff. But not really, but then going to another thing. And it's fine if you have a mini series and you have the next one. That this was an ongoing book that really was pushed as Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe. We're gonna end up having right. to fight this the Avengers. Going to be, hey, Shang-Chi is gonna be one of our main big characters going forward. He's got a movie, he's gonna be super famous. Everyone wants the continuing Shang-Chi book, and it just it hasn't taken off. No, and, and it hasn't sold, but we liked it. You know, like you said, Avenger of the Month, and then you go with that, and then that kind of just is like, yeah, we, we're not going to do that. But instead, it's just a weird play because people reading this book, which me and you are, and we're going to talk about it, right? We end mm-hmm. up going through it, and it always feels like we're the ones who are suffering by reading it because they end up deciding, nah, let's reset this. And how long do people go along with that? How long do you keep Because there has to be. Know the Shang Chi fans out of the people who are Gene Wan Yang fans, where we we keep going, going up, but each time we get our legs cut off to get to the next thing, and this book really has just become like you might have just been better, just cancel it and then just come back with the like. Really, this setup that has nothing to do with anything we saw, and things happen like you said, a ghost dad in this ends up pressing. Hey, look, you hit that on the wall. And I, what just, I like, I mean, I think what we both like is the interplay with Shang-Chi and, and, his, and his, family. his family, right? Yeah, the that's it. Sister Dagger and Sister Hammer and Brother Soul Saber. People who are reading this and if you think, oh, this is no good, because maybe people are reading it not even thinking like, oh, this seems like it's being forced to be the movie. It's hard not to think that. But you might just go into this thinking, oh, this Chi Wan Yang, he doesn't got it. He's not a great writer. Go back to the last series, the mini series of it, and it's all about the family. I mean, the idea that I love Esme as a character, you're not getting much of it. She has her little lines, but it was really played out her brother Saber, even the idea of Sister Hammer being his actual sister. And mm, that's not where being it all came good. from. She was the villain last time. So in this, she even says, Oh, you know, why are you helping me? Like, it doesn't hit. 
if you're just reading this and it just seems nonsense, but it is Shang-Chi number 11. It's Blood and Monsters Part 3, written by Gene Luan Yang, art by Marcus Toe, colors by Eric Arcinega, and letters by VCs Travis Lanham. And I, I was just thinking, because Gene Luan Yang does follow us on Twitter, I could message him and say, hey, what's going on? Did they do this? I think he's too classy a guy to ever throw anybody under the bus. So probably just say, things are kind of rushed, but this is our intention. He'll, he'll I give don't the company think, line yeah, answer. Yeah, I don't think that he would can't ever. Blame for. There's some other guys. I'm telling you, you message them and they spill the beans. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> goodness, right? I got popcorn here. I'm reading it. Oh, my God. But, yeah, he's a classy guy. And he's a, he is a really, really good writer. If you just ended up jumping on this Superman. series, I love yeah, New Superman. I mean, New Superman, even the Superman versus the Clan, the All Ages book was really good. He does really good work. It's just this seems like every step of the way they're handcuffing him to get something else going. And in my mind, I don't know that he signed up to have a tie into a movie, but I think he wanted to explore his story with the family, with the Five Weapons Society, and the rehabilitation of that, trying to get it away. From Zhang Zhu, his father And that's kind of like now he even has to go And the ghost dad, it's like Obi-Wan He's telling him to go to Dagobah here To press this button on the wall I'm like, really? Like that's yeah. how you gotta go You're better than that, but Here we go, uh, Zin has kidnapped Jing Li, a Shang's Mother, to their home dimension Talo, then he summoned terrifying Monsters known as the Tawati How did we pronounce it before? Tautia To hunt down and kill anyone in Zeng's lineage that includes Shang's brother, Takeshi, that is Brother Saber, and their sister, Shi Hua, neither of whom are on the best terms with Shang and Shi Hua, is a sister, Hammer, who ended up trying to take over the Five Weapons Society in the last series. Uh, no mention of Estimate, the best character ever. But with all siblings reunited, they enter Talo, only to be caught by the dimensions uh, inhabitants. And it's written by... Oh, I already said that. So we go right, in this. So now, at, the weird at last thing. issue, we had this sudden acceleration at the end where, oh, by the way, we have this thing. We can make our own portal to Talo out of nowhere. And then they walked into Talo out of nowhere. And then they were surrounded by some warriors out of nowhere. And that's where we left it. And we find out that these warriors are actually from the Jade Emperor. I mean, this starts to really amp it up in a way that you're like, what? And the idea, too, mm-hmm. is the Jade Emperor... He goes with the idea in this of not just, oh, those clever guys and gals. They ended up having a portal, whatever. Now it seems all based on, you know, Zinn ended up letting all this happen. Like, this portal was protected, so it gets so wonky Jade right Emperor away. So is in charge of all of Talo, and he, the only humans he works with are, are Zinn and his Chilin riders. And their whole job is to keep people, like human beings, out of the Jade Emperor's hair. And that's it. Yeah, got one job. And which and makes that one job. And you might, but what makes me laugh is, I mean, you end up having the Jade Emperor, the first emperor, a deity, a god, and he's there and he's relying somehow on the Jin mm-hmm. and the Quailin warrior, even though he sends his army out to get it. It's all wonky just to kind of tie everything together because at this point you have to have. You know, suddenly the Jade Emperor is the big right. villain. And, and the Jade Emperor is where we're going to get these ten rings from in this continuity. So we start with a fight scene where, of course, Shang-Chi tries to just talk first, but the guards aren't having it. So we get a fight, and it's kind of even. Oh, when we find out that Sister Hammer, remember, so last time Sister Hammer had her hand cut off, and then they just didn't show that part of her arm for a few pages. And 
in the fight, nobody mentioned this to Sister Hammer, like, before they went through the frickin' portal, might might come up, oh, hey, by the way, that device we attached to your wrist is a weapon. Activate it with your mind. Oh, and she's got, she's hammer hand now. Yeah, now she has a hammer that looks like, you know, she's gonna roll the ten-sided die to, you know, do a <laughs> charisma check, but she ends up conking people with it. I love that. It's just Shang-Chi yelling, hey, chi that thing we put on your hand, it's a weapon. You say, okay. Boom, you get the fight going on. And Z-Lon, she's playing it the like it's gonna I mean, turn into a chainsaw like out of one of the Living Dead movies. Yeah, you have everybody doing their thing. Again, you have Esme talking trash, but not real fun, not real, like, you don't get her character. The character is so much better developed in this because you don't have enough room because you got to force things in where then the Jade Emperor we got shows rush. up. He shows up. He's got his green speech bubbles because he's a god. And he wapes out everybody in two seconds because he has these ten rings. That yeah, I thought they were hula hooping at one point. Like, hey, look at this. Uh, it, 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 it looks like It is Sonic. It looks like you just ran into spikes and the <laughs> rings just went flying everywhere. But it is, you know, it takes them down. They're fighting a god. I mean, on his home turf. And so, yeah, they get captured. Yeah, they get captured, they get taken off to a, a dungeon. But then we peek in at the Chilin Rider encampment, also in Talo, and we see what uh, Zin has been up to. He's got uh, he's got the hand of one of his granddaughters. So he's yeah, got, he's got sister, sister Hammer's hand. Sister Hammer's hand, right? Yeah, he's got it. And he's doing this kind of mumbo-jumbo spell thing, and he throws the hand in, and he's making new Tautia masks. Now, what we saw in last issue... It didn't work like this. We had this bowl, and this bowl you put blood in, and the Tautia come out of the bowl already wearing the masks, and then they go after hey, the people whose blood it. it was, and then you got to pop their masks off like a soda, like an old soda bottle, and that defeats them. But now, now he's just making the masks, and he wants to get rid of all of the the lineage, Zeng Zhu's lineage, right? Now, with That's that, they, they were already doing that with the animals. You could have just let them go. Let, 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 and even that, it seems like in this, that you're even pushing the idea of having to open the portal and go back to mm-hmm. Earth. You've already yeah, been doing that. doing some sort of generic attack the Earth dimension yeah. plot. Which I'm not sure what he's he's up to there, because all, all his people he wants to get are in Talo, right? They're all there. Well, there's a lot of others. There's supposed to be hundreds. And even, you know, B-boy, oh, right. you know, hip-hop yep, guy yep. in Hawaii. But it, with that, why? And probably is like a cell next to Ezra Miller. That's just my joke there with that. <laughs> but with that all going on, we're at the Marvel thing, so I can make fun of DC stuff. So you end up where, like, you were already doing this. You already had animals no, that were able to sniff out the, the lineage and kill them. Why do you have to up the ante? You're already, you already started it. You're already, so this is just, again, just a plot on top to kind of get Z still involved because now we see it's the Jade Emperor and the Ten Rings we're involved with. So he kind of gets pushed aside, mm-hmm. except he has to have a personal vendetta to go, even while his daughter, Sheng Chi, and Sister Hammer's mom, like, oh, don't do that. You're the worst. Why would you do this to your grandchildren? Oh, my goodness. Even by the end, I think that he's going to be one of those, like, I was wrong. It's going to be so goofy. Uh, but you end up having our, our heroes. They're locked up. They're in these cells. How are you possibly going to get out of this with the idea that they're just in Tao Lo 
you have a god going against them and they mm-hmm. have no help. Yeah, now the they mother left, might they be able left to do Sister something. Hammer's magic hammer hand to her, so that's that was kind of nice of them, I guess. Maybe they just like we don't want to cut her hand they, off yeah, again. They were all I, locked up and they're still kind of you know complaining to each other, but you know, oh, there's a little bit of a reunion where Sister Hammer says, "Yeah, I was the bad guy last miniseries, but you still like me. That's nice." And then out of complete nowhere, we get Ghost Dad shows Ghost up. Ghost Dad. So Shang-Chi's dad, the original runner of the Five Weapon Society, said, just shows up yep, as Zeng Zhu. spooky he ghost. shows up as ghost and says... And the explanation <laughs> here is, this is the ghost dad saying, the psionic abilities you inherited from your mother are quite powerful. They reach even the realm of the dead. How lucky for you. Yeah, how lucky for Jean Luen Yang that he could throw this in here. Because in the last miniseries, the last miniseries was all about... You know the dad's spirit, and if, and if the uncle had this, spirit, yeah, uncle, the uncle so. spirit, and if Shang Chi really had these abilities, that would have changed the way that miniseries played because out. Because that was more of them coming to him, not him. You know, he had now, the if, connection because of the whole lineage, but yeah, it just if, if didn't I play out to, like that. To no prize, this, I would say, okay, they're in Talo. It's kind of a more magical dimension. It's easier for the land of the dead ghosts to manifest because they're in Talo. That's what I would have put in here, but they don't mention. Zheng shows up then as Ghost Dad to say, hey, uh, you know, the nonsense that's going on here, don't worry about it because you can get the Ten Rings. They're right below you. They're near you here. You can get them because mm-hmm. the Jade Emperor, he only likes to use them when he wants to fight and destruction. He takes them off when he's in the throne room, you know, in case he accidentally sneezes. And the ring's going with <laughs> It doesn't even make sense. But right. he ends up but playing he, that off. He doesn't off. Just only take them off. He puts them in his dungeon next to his enemies. Right there next to his enemies, right there. And so he says, hey, so, he, so Ghost Dad says, General Jin's got this new weapon. He's going to come get you. You need to go steal these other weapons. That's the only way you'll be able to fight back. And Shang-Chi, he's, he's far too moral for this. I'm not like you. I'm not going to steal these That's weapons. That's an okay line. But the, all, the whole idea with this is that he says that, hey, you know, your kind of grandfather there, he wants to eradicate my legacy and you end up having shang chi that's what i'm trying hey, that's to me too, so that's yeah. me and he goes no 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 like he's gonna kill everybody you know and love including you oh okay well i'll be able to figure this out he doesn't because then you end up having just a big attack where now you have to get you know this whole deal with these masks where now you can fight a god and the jade emperor yeah, he doesn't have masks, the rings I, he, I went back and tried to find if these masks were ever set up to do this but no no now these masks don't no, just the big go with smell, the tautia. You put the mask on your face, and then it's you're just invincible. It's very unclear. He's so uh, General Zin is going to be you know, thrown in prison because you know he, he had one job, didn't do his job. Jade Emperor says you suck. You're going to prison. So he puts on a mask. He puts a tautia mask on his Chi Lin, which is the flying green horse thing. And now they can both you know take names and kick ass. And they can beat up the god. Yep, they're beating up a god while you have Shang-Chi's mom use her. And again, I think that the idea of, oh, your psionic ability that you inherited from your mom was also that backdoor way to say, oh, by the way, the mom's going to use that too. Because mm-hmm. she does end up communing with one of these beasts that come to try to save her. And it's just, right. so again, it's She just gets there. untied by one of these beasts and she ends up going back to the real world and she's going to assist in the defense of the... Uh, the, the house of the magic fist or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, you know the deadly fist deal because right you there, do yeah. have you do have Zin's guys go through the portal and they're going to take down everything 
including, and it's really centered on the House of the Deadly Fist, but it should be, I mean, we saw houses of each of those all over the place, Russia and Britain. So they must be like, okay, we'll take this down first, we'll go, whatever. Well, you end up having Zinn fighting the Jade Emperor, smacks him around, and then goes and everybody's going to get killed. Right, so, so we see him taking down the Jade Emperor, and next time we see him, he's punching down through the floor. Yeah, you don't and take kind of No, he, it, it he opens up stairs, the cells, right? very convenient. <laughs> I guess. So are we supposed to think that he killed the Jade Emperor? I, I just, I don't know. He ends up... Sh- he not just... Not just hat off, that's right. Yeah, rude. it gives him the sleeper hold. He's down. He's not like Hulk Hogan. He can't get back from that. And he ends up like children of Zhang Zhu. I'm here. I'm going to get you. Grabs Sister Hammer, starts choking her out. He likes to choke people out. In the meantime, Ghost Dad shows up again. By the way, I told you about them 10 rigs. Come on down here. You're going to die if you don't. Press this here on the wall. It's so right. just forced. And oh, oh, this? Boom. It'd be funny if it like squirt water in his face. Ha <laughs> I've and always like, been a prankster. And he just he unlocked, his, he unlocked the secret room in Sonic. And you get these other rings. And yeah, so then we get one panel of uh, Shang-Chi showing back up saying, not today, Gramps. I'm going to kick your butt. I've got these rings on my arm. Just like in the movie. Just like the movie. Here we go. Yeah, tell to me. be concluded. Yeah, to be concluded. And then we'll have the... We'll have the fact how many people are going to go from all this nonsense then go to another book? Because you have to just think, like, when are you going to actually tell the story that you want to tell, not just force things to get another number one? And it's yeah, already it's, diminishing returns. It's not selling. And I don't think that by the end of this going... Okay, Ten Rings is yeah, going to sell as much as they the think. The characters that we enjoyed aren't acting under their own power anymore. Somebody said, okay, reverse direction. we got to go over here now. Everybody run in this direction. And so now it's a preordained conclusion. It's kind of we've contrived this thing to make this new series it's happen. It's a shame, too. It is. It's, yeah, because it's when you bad. get this, you, you sit and watch it, and we get the idea. Okay, the movie was big. Let's make it more like the movie. When, in fact, you were what you were selling. You were selling because Jean Luan Yang was giving you a really cool story with family as the center and really dealing with the five weapon society and how that goes. And as, you know, the legacy trying to get away from the shadow of his dad. And when you're sitting there thinking of, okay, we'll get the 10 rings because the mo- that, that doesn't work that way. And all you're doing is getting the fans who have been paying for this book. You're upsetting them to the point where they're just going to give up. And then it, it's one of those, the best of no worlds is what. They right. just so think that they're just I'm missing sure people, that missing ingredient. People will buy the new number one because people buy new number ones. But every you got to think there's diminishing returns. Every time they're going to relaunch his character, it's going to go to a lower level and a lower level. You'll get, because you'll it's get coming the spike for quick. number one, but the basic level is going to go down and down and down until they're just going to Again, I again. would not be shocked if I looked right now and they end up where somehow some speculators think that this is an issue that you should get because – here he is with the ten rings at the end, but that—that's speculators. That's sales that are not people who are going to continue buying this. Yeah, and they also buy number ones. You have a ton of, you know, covers and things. But the real fans, you can't do this sort of thing. Like you could say, but uh, Jim and Jason, they have a lot of like mini series that always continue, continue. This is too quick of things just changing, and then boom, we have a. It's so transparent what they're yeah, doing here. It's it like you mad. You're stripping your transmission. You you shift it too quick. Yeah, it just it's it's too much. But what would you give this? The I think the art looks quite nice. I like nice. the art. And yeah, it's colorful. The, it's got cool colors. I I think the the way it looks in the dark versus the daytime. I think is a neat look. 
Ghost Dad is goofy as hell, but he looks <laughs> See, all right. See, I want to have fun with Ghost Dad. Yeah. But I can't. I can't have fun because it's so forced a, in. A crossover with, with Ghost Kid from we Hawkeye. We love Ghost that'd be, Kid. That'd be a team-up book. I mean, that's Ghost the thing. When Ghost I have Kid. Ghost Dads, I love that. Uh, that's and, and always great. What are, but what are they going to ride around in? They're going to ride around in Ghost Truck. Yeah, they'll have Ghost Truck. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll have it all. We have the book that we want now. That's the next million-selling crossover. Have a ghost spider in it. The hell with it. Just go all <laughs> with the, the theme. Have them all going, and you know, have all that. But with that, it just, it just, it just makes you shake your head, right? It's yeah. not here to have fun. It's here to fudge things up in the amount of time you have left to get to this new series. And yeah, did I did I say I'm, I'm at six out of ten? Yeah, I think I'm six as well. I mean. I, I like Shang-Chi, and I really like the – I love Esme. I keep saying it, but I also like Brother Saber and the idea that you were setting up that kind of, well, we're supposed to be family, but you you let him get arrested. Esme was yeah, like, no, I don't like that. plot point where that there's Shang-Chi getting, getting caught between, you know, what does it mean to be loyal to the family, loyal to his new mission, loyal to his old Avengers friends or the world as a whole. That was a neat dynamic, and we're just tossing that aside. Because we got to get the rings. That whole last series was showing you, you know, with his sister that she was able to take advantage. Like, I'm going to do things the old bad way and I'm going to be kicked butt and I'm going to do this. And all that gets shoved aside to just try to fudge the 10 rings. And it's a shame. But yeah, I'm still a six, though, because I do like some of the deals. And I really like I like the way he writes Shang-Chi. Even with this, when you said it was kind of goofy mm-hmm. with Ghost Dad. Even though Shang-Chi comes off a little wishy-washy sometimes. He does, but it's kind of him. I think that he's kind of wishy-washy. But I like when he says um, where his dad says, so Ghost Dad, so you, you can protect my legacy. He says, why would I steal them? To protect my legacy. And he says, no, father, I'm not like you. And I like the line then where he says, oh, if you're not like me, then yeah, we're going to be reunited soon. In the realm of the dead, and then I'm like, that's a pretty but cool yeah, line there. That's yeah, cool. But Ghost even Dad. then, Shang Chi changes his mind real quick once Grandpa attacks, and, and Ghost Ghost Dad says, "Hey, push this button over here," and he's, he's like, "Okay." You're I guess trying I'm to play that family angle, but you're never really giving it in this series as much, so it doesn't really play out. Even that little deal, like you said, "Oh man, I was your enemy, but now you're helping me. Why? Why?" Because your family, I just expect Dom to come riding in, Vroom! fast and furious it up, <laughs> family, and then just takes family. off because that's all it is. But I like that, and you're you're fudging away from it, even with still having grandfather. Like even that gets convoluted with the idea of grandchildren, grandfather, this that. It just is all wonky. But and I'm still get, a six. Yeah, and then we get to look at next month's cover where it looks like Nightcrawler. It's but it's clearly got to be Shang Chi. It looks like an old Nightcrawler cover. Somebody never got to publish. Oh, we'll just we'll just put some rings we'll on there. It'll be fine. Because Shang Chi is going to go wacky with that. But yeah, so here we are with the next, the next and last book of the podcast. I'm leaving it to you to give the intro here. What is it, Jason? This is Hulk number six, the finale of the Smashtronaut arc, written by Donnie Cates, art by Ryan Otley, inks by Cliff Rathburn. Colors by Frank Martin, lettered by VCs Corey Pettit. Starship Hulk was pulled into an alternate reality by a version of Bruce Banner who never became the Hulk. This reality's Thunderbolt Ross used gamma bombs to turn the United States into an undisputed global superpower with himself as president. After taking this reality's banner prisoner, Ross sent a horde of gamma-mutated abominations to attack the Starship Hulk, forcing Bruce to turn up the pressure on the Hulk's psyche 
in order to generate enough power to win the fight. And now something masquerading as Betty Ross has taken control of the starship, cranking the engine room up to dangerous levels in an attempt to learn just how far the Hulk can be pushed before he breaks. Yeah, so with all of this, I've been very clear with the idea that it's this isn't hitting with me. And even in this one, as we end, I'm kind of just like, okay, we're done. Let's move on to the Thor stuff. And hopefully it hits better because, again, I don't think that this arc really did much of anything. You don't really get much explained. There's some by cool the end stuff that happens, but I would have, I want to know who Betty is. We get clearly she is something. I don't know if, is she of, of alien presence? Is she just part of. His psyche, psyche, that's the uh, abusing father in there it is. And and with that, you are playing, like I said, you know, I think that he's trying to be more clever than we mean. You have discussed this over and over. Is he just trying to have fun or is he trying to be clever? And I think that he thought he was being a little more clever. But with that, you never really get, you know, a designation what that was. You also have where all this smashed or not, the Starship Hulk, whatever, it, it, you really don't have any play of there being much, many stakes because it gets destroyed, but it can be reformed. And really what this ends up being, where most people were looking at it, is the idea of the Hulk can have a Hulk. And that doesn't even play out in my mind very well. It's like, yeah, okay. that's, what, that's what Betty's idea in here is. But okay, everybody has a Hulk. Everybody's, Bruce has a Hulk. Jennifer has a Hulk. Amadeus had a Hulk. So why couldn't the Hulk have a Hulk? And this seemed, it seemed to be a deal that that was what you had Donny Cates most proud of or something. Somebody was saying in the review that he's been crawling about this. This is the big reveal. And it kind of fell flat. Also, the idea, I know that Marvel has a ton of variant covers. But when I was looking at the thing where you were going, this actually has five variant covers of the thing. And I just wonder if they're just doing that because. They thought the sales would be a little better because I see a lot of people bailing on this, still sticking with the like we always tie this in with the Venom book because of Al Ewing going from Hulk to Venom right, and Donnie the Venom to Hulk. And that Venom book is selling way better than this. It's still selling good, but I think they thought it might be better. But I don't think that this was a good first arc to get people to if you're going to do anything to push it. Let's see how that Thor crossover is even that you can kind of get mad it's a crossover right away i like the crazy concept of this book i would have liked it to be explained a little more by now you know it's funny too because i i may be higher on this because at this point when we get an ending i may be high yeah i may be high that was maybe i am at this too today's 421 right yeah all the time but the ending of this where i realize and i have said all along like i don't think this is nothing to me it's not really tying in and oh well let's see how it ends let's see how it ends and when we end where we really don't get any answers i finally then go oh yeah this is just a look at the pretty pictures the things even though this is probably the least amount of that we had a you know it's cool looking and everything going on but we had some real wow moments spread pages and other issues but even so i think at the end i'm like i didn't think it was going to be anything anyway so when it wasn't i didn't even feel like like vindicated like i told no i just like whatever let's just get on with it let's get to the thor stuff this almost feels like again a lot of people like that beginning of thor being the herald of galactus i didn't really like that because when i went into that book and this one i want to see more of like okay what is donny case what is he going to do what is he going to give the thor and you just kind of mess around with wow moments and things like that 
And so when we get done this, what have we done since we started this in six issues? Because we still don't know what happened to Banner in that convenience mart or whatever even the real thing is back no, there. We're, that's we're a told big that's going to come out in the Hulk Thor. Yeah, yeah. So we'll maybe find that out. We also end up setting up multiversal stuff in a way that we don't really know why or what. No, we're we're leaving this we're leaving this universe behind, maybe never to come back. And so the portal and the multiverse just seems like a clever way to try to get rid of this, you know, gamma radiation in this. And then is that gonna have repercussions? So what, what we got going on here is we have again we've got the interior perspective and the exterior perspective. So exterior we have Starship Hulk fighting off these abominations, right? And he's getting angrier and angrier. Betty's pushed the the throttle to nine, which means that in the engine room, so this third level, we've got internal command room, we've got the internal engine room, we've got the external starship hull. So in the engine room, he's fighting everybody. He's fighting the Shi'ar, he's fighting these universal constants like Galactus. Galactus and the Tribunal and just Crazy stuff. So super, super high power level coming out there. And so we've got Betty taking over the command deck and Psyche Bruce kind of lost in space, right? He kind of fell through some sort of a non-physical hole in the wall. So on the outs on the on the outside, Hulk's getting angrier and angrier and angrier, and he transforms into this Titan. He's like a a lava stalagmite monster with huge claws. That's the Hulk of the Hulk. Where right. he ends up hulking out, but he was already the Hulk, but now here's the other. Now, I do want to stop a second to just say that I laugh because when Betty is cranking it up to nine, she does mention that 10 is hypothetical. And all I can think of is, yeah, I turned my amp up to 11. I'm like, well, isn't 11 10 then? Like, well, no, me, no, it it's 11. Of, uh, isn't that in Star Trek? Oh, we can never get to warp factor 10. Until they, of course, they do. Of of course, they're going to use it. It's Chekhov's throttle. Of course, yeah, exactly. we're going to get to, at some point, we're going to 10. But it just <laughs> is like, why did you label it 11? Well, it's 11. It's one louder. It's one It's one hulkier. Yeah, it's one hulkier that you're going to get this where you do have, and you do see that don't, Hulk has beheaded Galactus. Don't make crazy. me one angrier. You wouldn't yeah, like really. me when I'm one angrier. One angrier. Even that at one point, even throw that line in. What, are you going to get angry? And while this is going on, you're going back and forth with this banners, this universe's banner, facing off against Ross. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind, you know, the back and forth of this. It, it did feel I thought that big. that was pretty interesting. It, so we have that Ross... I'm not sure where this is because it's separate from this banner's lab. It's a different yeah. location. I thought it was the same location, but it's not. So Ross has oh, this universe's you know kind of puny yeah, banner. Yeah, they end up capturing him. And, all and, captured, and Ross is calling in gamma bombs. So he's okay. We can't stop this wherever this Hulk came from. This otherversal Hulk for him. We just got to drop a bunch of bombs on him. And uh, this Bruce says, but you know, there's cities around. You're going to kill everybody. And Ross is like, yeah, you know. Got to break a few eggs. And so Banner tackles him out of nowhere. Ross does not think this is going to happen. So he tackles him, grabs his gun, and shoots this Ross dead, which is very out of character for this Bruce. But the, the bombs are still coming. So he contacts our Bruce inside Starship Hulk and says, you got to stop this. And the only way that our Bruce kind of takes control again is he kind of, there's a, an emergency switch inside the control room. Betty's gone all deformed. She's huge. Her eyes are glowing. She looks kind of like Kamala Khan and beginning in all sorts of crazy ways. But so Bruce breaks glass and pulls a lever, 
And what this seems to do is it opens the door to the engine room. So again, this is all inside his head. But so the the engine hulk comes out and fights with Betty inside the psyche. And somehow this gives Bruce control of Starship Hulk again. But outside, the weird thing about yeah. it is outside, Gavin, the weird thing about this is in the play of what's going on. This world, the Gamma worked. They ended up, there's a bunch of Gamma Hulks here. We already saw Hulk fighting them. We even have it continuing here. And the idea where I thought that they were almost like where they ended up was the original test site, which would have been in this universe. That was kind of the play because they seem like they're in the middle of nowhere. But then when the bomb's going to drop, they're all, oh, my mm-hmm. God, we can't have this happen because these cities. But we never saw really any lay of the land. And we were told that the Gamma actually ended up being unleashed. So I, I just end up at this point. Right. I'm like, it, really? It was also confusing because there's the big fight inside and the big fight outside. And some panels, I had to go a few times and say, okay, where are we? Because inside, we have Hulk explode inside, and that creates a crater. But that crater is just of the mind. And is that's it? so, and yes, it is, because that ends up with Bruce just inside. He gets knocked into the engine room. They had been fighting the Titan Hulk on the outside as a full out Titan Hulk, and he appears to be the thing that blew up. And there is that crater that was, so I think right. it's a I combined think it's a simultaneous. Deal. So exter- externally, the Hulk, the Titan blows up. Internally, there's an explosion. Yeah, there's so- an internal deal that's more of the mind, but actually, the physical thing does seem to make some damage. But then you see that the gamma bomb, I thought that they were going to play that both happen at the exact time where we see the explosion on the inside, but the gamma bomb is actually out. But we see the gamma bomb still dropping. But no, because we have to have Bruce repair Starship Hulk. We don't see how, how, uh, Titan Hulk turns back into Starship Hulk. Yeah, I just that think that he ends panel. up just reverting off and then disappearing why? because that, don't I don't know, know. And then, yeah, the repair, which is so quick. Yeah, and that has to happen quick because now Starship Hulk has to go off to other Bruce's lab to open the portal back up. Because the idea is that whole thing of the portal was to look for Gamma. So if the bomb goes off, it's going to kill everybody. But if we open the portal, the portal sucks up the Gamma and the Gamma gets sucked up into whatever this multiversal bleed void which i think that's going to be a play at some point because this amount of gamma and just getting thrown into and then saying where the hulk's going to jump in i don't know where you're going to go if you go in that portal i wonder where that gamma went and what's going on with it gets opened up the bombs get dropped their gamma gets sucked off in a not sexy way into the bleed and starship hulk also gets pulled in so this is how we're exiting this universe maybe never to be seen again and now we're back in between universes, kind of just like right when he stepped through the Tony Stark portal, but back in between universes, what does he see? He sees the Mjolnir, and it's the one that's fixed, yeah, all fixed together with the goal at the Kintsugi, and it's flying around, and next banner of war, this is how we're going to get to this Hulk Thor crossover. You'll see how it is, and it's a crossover. Even then, you end up at the end where you have, you know, kind of I wouldn't say innocent Hulk, but, you know, the Hulk in the engine room who actually says he's sorry as Banner jumps out from it. And then it closes. And then you get right by now. Yeah. And then right away, right to four again. Yeah. As we go. I'm like, shouldn't sure. it be the other way yeah, around? Maybe that's the play. But again, you know, maybe he's just like a little kid like he is and saying, I'm sorry, I got so upset. Maybe he just blames himself for that. Titan. It's, it's weird. It doesn't play out very well. It does seem to throw. 
banner for a second, maybe? Uh, maybe that's linking back to what happened in is it El Paso. Maybe this is Hulk saying, yeah, the whole reason we're split up like this it is because I screwed up back then, and it's the bigger picture is my fault. Again, this is six issues that I, I don't know why you are starting out a new book and you're really being meandering with this idea this is a neat idea i guess the idea of starship hulk and smash do not but not six issues worth and at the end you fudge it to just get out of there where what really did we get from it what are we going yeah. forward with it you get into the bleed at the end to again you know face door that seems to be like okay that's what we did this whole time just to go there in this dead world now that you really don't have to bother as that banner says please Use, you know, what we have for peace. And then the next deal is a hammer phone and we're going to get a versus, you know, is that a good play anyway? And overall, in a, in a story that, I don't know, it just does not seem to be anything except, mm-hmm. hey, Ryan Otley, draw this, draw that, draw another thing, and I'll I'm kind of st- fit a story on it. The, the cool art and the goofy concept, but every issue that we don't actually get explained what's going on, I get less and less happy about that. I'm okay, you know, throw me the first issue or two, which is crazy stuff happening, go for it. But at some point, you got to do the work to actually tell me what's up. And they haven't gotten to that yet. It is, it is odd. But what would you give this? I'm at a 7 out of 10. It still looks cool. There's some nice moments. But I I want to know what's, what's up. Yeah, I'm at a 7 out of 10 as well. Again, I oh. kind of was like, oh, here we go. We're done. You get a kind of big moments. So I don't understand. So you've moved, you've moved up. I've moved down. We've kind yeah, of in the middle. We're kind of in the middle, and so I'm I'm actually looking forward to the Thor Hulk crossover. Thinking, okay, now we'll get a real, you know, let's see what's going on. Let's let's have some fun. Let's go with this. And that's kind of like when he said at the beginning. He said we're going to have a lot of action. This whole Smash Not thing seems like a forced way to try to. Finagle stuff now. Thor versus Hulk. Now there's some action that I can get behind, and hopefully yeah, it I mean, will that play is the, out. The classic good. argument, right? You're, you're in, a, in a comic book shop, who would win in a fight? And it's the 60th anniversary of both of them. The same writer is writing both of them. It makes perfect sense. And at a point like where Thor is kind of wondering what he's all about, he's not sure that whole deal and the whole coming off of this, uh, you know, kind of not understanding what he's about now, as I'm, well. I'm curious, so. are we going to go back to the real world for this? Is it going to happen in another multiverse? I don't know. Because when you look, it does not look like this, like Smashed or Not versus Thor, I think is a bad play. And it doesn't look like that's it. It looks like regular Hulk there. Because if you end up, like people, you said arguing, now it seems like, well, Thor is going to be, oh, but by the way, he's a spaceship. That you know, like, ah, that throws it out. Do you remember that weird DC Fortnite crossover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it just said, oh, we're going off to Fortnite now. And then when they came back, it ignored it. I'm wondering if this Hulk book is going to ignore whatever happened in this crossover. Yeah, we'll have to see. That we're going to say, okay, here's the crossover. And then after the crossover, are we going to come back and pick up? Where this issue left yeah, off. Yeah, looking without... at the covers for seven and eight, pretty cool looking covers. <laughs> so we'll see. It doesn't really show anything, though. I wonder yeah, how next, you're going to play it. Next week we have Thor, but it's not part of the crossover. Next week is just the what is it, issue seven fifty yep, legacy it's a number deal. I think that the the deal is next week. So, and then after that in May we're going to start off with the yep. actual 
what is number your, one cross. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is going to be, if I scroll down, it was... <laughs> I know what mine was. It was a Captain America number Mine's zero. Captain America yeah. number zero as well. We did that on the Patreon. And yeah, we, we had issues a bit with it, but we actually enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, yeah, I, it had I more said, pluses than minuses. It didn't answer all our questions, but it was it was a fun read and, and some cool art to look at. It didn't end up showing me like the reason why I would go and read the next two cat books at Sam and and Steve, but I did have fun with it for just that one issue, and the art was incredible. What is your uh, cover of the week? My cover of the week is Avengers number fifty five with the crazy serpent society all over the uh, cityscape. I thought that looked cool. Mine's cat. Cap Zero, that would be mine. And do you have a gem of the week? Because I know what my gem is. The only gem I could come up with is the Wolf Wong. Man. <laughs> Wong in the in, in the the weird uh, Karate Kids Doctor Strange book. Wong helped Doctor Strange get his mojo back. Said, "Hey, you're an actual pretty good guy." And then he won his next fight. Mine's so. Ghost Dad. That's what I'm going. Wow. Ghost Dad. He saves the day. Ghost Dad. Ah, yes. But here's what we'll be talking <laughs> about next week. We end up, like you said, Thor number 24 comes out next week. So we'll be dealing with that. We also have Amazing Spider-Man number one. Oh, that's so That'll probably be on the Patreon. I, I would guess that the badasses will pick that. We end up having the Punisher number two, finally. That's also I was wondering when that was going to be coming back. It seemed like a bit of a delay going on there. We have Silver Surfer Rebirth, the penultimate issue number four of five. Fun. Jack Hart's there. Some other things like Carnage number two that we have, and then we'll have to decide because uh, Silk number four or five comes out, but we didn't talk about the last issue. And if you are reading it, uh, Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit comes out as well, but we haven't been dealing with that. I think that might end that miniseries. So all that going on and, you know, your classic X books and things like that. On the Star Wars side of things, for me and my man Matt, we have a Crimson Ring coming out, but all that going on. Next week, two of those books, I'm assuming it will probably be Amazing Spider-Man and Punisher will probably be on the Patreon spotlight. We'll see. It's not up to me. It's up to the badasses to pick. So we'll see how that goes. But if you want to go and listen to those, including this week's Patreon deal, which we alluded to a bunch of times where me and you talked about the Captain America number zero and also and Doctor Strange Nexus of Nightmares. Yeah, the Ralph Macchio Karate Kid uh, issue. You can go over to the patreon.com slash weird science. But with all of that, we are done. And so thanks everybody for listening. Hopefully some books get a little more, you know, fun and whatnot. And we don't have to yell and scream at each other all the time. It doesn't, you know, we do it enough, but Keep uh, it spicy. again, when we're talking about things, there's just things that I get triggered. Then we get to the score and like, well, this sound like he was going to give it a two. And I understand <laughs> that, but I do end up getting mad at some things, but that's well, it's because you have high standards. You want it to that be is great. Right. I and do. when it's not great, we get upset. I get upset, but we had ghost. Right. So we had that. So with all of that, what do we say at the end, Jason? We say, have a great week. We keep it marvelous. Keep it marvelous. Go. Read comics. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.